makes it. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to his house and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. It is Friday. We made it. We made it. It is Friday, the best day of the week. Four minutes past the top of the hour. Jason Swain, Ben McKee, live from the Low T Center studio. And it's Friday, which means we check in with our guy every Friday here on the Swain Event, Seth Stokes. Stokes, what is up, Ben? Good morning, sir. What up, what up, what up? How's it going? What up? It's feeling good outside, man. No. Fall is here, baby. Fall no. Fall showed up like, yo, what y'all doing? I'm here. That's my bike, punk. No, no warning. I'm just here. Winter was like, can I come? Because <laughs> we like 10 degrees away from... Winter's lurking in the background. From winter, man. <laughs> what you doing, Fall? Can I hang out? It, it's like when... Uh, a pair of siblings go to ask their parents for something, and the oldest or the ringleader is asking the parents, and the other one's like lurking in the background That's around the, the corner. That's winter. Winter. Winter's 10 degrees away, man. It's 46 degrees here in Knoxville. But, uh, hey, Tennessee football team, they play in Gainesville, and it won't be 46 when they play. It's going to be a nice day in the 80s, and uh, it's going to be a nice nice opportunity for this Tennessee football team to kind of prove – that they can compete. Everyone's telling them that they're not going to win, uh, not not going to compete, but it's a perfect opportunity to prove everyone wrong because all that matters are the people that's in that locker room. Let's go to the phone, Stokes. Ben, let's not waste any time because uh, Caleb is waiting patiently. Caleb, good morning. Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday, Swain-O. What's, What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Man, wonderful, man. Today? Wonderful. Hope you are too. Hey, man, um, you know, I've been listening to you guys, man, for, for a few years now. And, and uh, man, I just wanted to, to call, and I've been thinking a lot this week, maybe because of Gator Week, I don't know. But, you know, been thinking a lot this week, man. You know, the things that y'all do on a daily basis, that it's it just, you can hear the passion. And, um, you know, I, I hope, I mean, it definitely sounds like with Matthew Butler the other day that he does have that passion. And I think there's some players there that do, but, when I look at this game, and, you know, I know on the level, it's, you know, these these guys are thinking about maybe the NFL. They, they, they're they thinking about, you know, just, just the game. But, you know, for me, 
growing up here in Knoxville, um, it's more than that. It means a lot more than that to, to, to me. You know, uh, I lost my dad a few years ago, man, and I was raised in this. Like, I was baptized in Tennessee football, you know. And I remember once he passed, you know, like one of the first things I did to feel closer to him was just going down there to Neyland Stadium just to see it, you know. And, uh, man, I've, I've got uncles buried in those Tennessee jerseys, you know, in, in those coffins. And so, yeah, we're looking at things like, okay, it's just a game. But, but here, you know, at least for me, I can't speak for everybody else. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it. But, man, for me, this weekend and every weekend that we, that we take that field, it just means more to me. And, and I just wanted to uh, call and, and let you know that I, I can see that, that you all have that same thing. I mean, Swain, I remember being 14, 15 years old, man, going to the ball wall, pointing you out. And I swear, I mean, maybe it's in my head, but I thought you were pointing back. You know what I mean? Like, you used to get hyped up. And, and so I just wanted, you know, to call and start this weekend off on a good start. But I want to share that with you guys, man. What y'all do on a daily basis, man, it means, it means a lot. So. I'll let y'all go. Y'all have a good weekend, and go balls. Wow. Wow, Caleb. Best call of the week. Go balls. Wow. Yeah, Tennessee football means so much to so many people. And these players, these players, uh, the more they understand that, I think the better. And I think some of them understand that. I'm not sure if all of them understand that. I don't know if, if, if a call like Caleb or a story like Caleb has been shared with the team uh, in a team meeting type of environment. But, I mean, Tennessee football is, is, is everything to some people. And uh, there is no, all right, just putting Tennessee football down to the side and escaping. For some folks, man, it is, it is a way of life. You eat, you breathe, you sleep Tennessee football and – Thank you, Caleb, for, for just sharing that. Um, wow. Ben is right, man. Best, best, best call of the week right there. Um, and, yeah, there, there is passion. There's passion in the studio for Tennessee. Uh, there's passion there on the line from Seth Stokes for, for Tennessee. And um, you can just hear that same passion from, from Caleb. So thank you so much for that, Caleb. And uh, hopefully we see that. We, we see that on Saturday on the football field. Uh, 7 p.m. on ESPN, we see that from the team wearing white jerseys and orange britches. That's what we expect. britches. That's what we expect. That's what we want to see. We want to see these guys giving their all. We want to see these guys giving it for 60 minutes and not, not, you know, stepping down, not giving up, not backing down, um, just carrying the fight for 60 minutes. So thank you for that, Caleb, man. I just, I can't tell you. Thank you enough, actually. I think I've told you like four or five times because <laughs> <laughs> I really, really appreciate that phone call. But um, Josh Heupel says he two-quarterback system may not be something that uh, Tennessee is going to do. That means there's an expectation that one guy plays well. If he does, then we won't, we won't see a second guy. Uh, that was music to my ear, Stokes. I, I am not a fan <laughs> of two-quarterback systems. Yeah, man. Well – if you got two quarterbacks, you got zero quarterbacks. Like that's that's all there is to it. I, let's get one guy in there, let him build a rhythm and roll with that. Well, I mean, I mean, just think about it. Like Josh Heupel can't 
say entering this football game, yeah, man, we plan on playing two quarterbacks. You know how bad that sounds? <laughs> that sounds like you don't have a quarterback. Right. You don't know who's going to be the quarterback, and you have two guys that's not playing well. Well, you got one guy that's playing better than the other guy. It's pretty obvious, and that's Hinton Hooker. So unless something happens and he doesn't play well or if he gets hurt, then, yeah, you play second quarterback. But if you were to say you plan on playing second quarterback going into this game, you're basically saying that you don't believe in Hinton Hooker or you believe that Hinton is going to get hurt. Yeah. I had somebody respond to me on Twitter when I shared that note from Heupel's press conference, and <laughs> they said, well, we must be planning to play a three-quarterback system then. Oh, Lord. Get Harrison Bailey in there. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, this is the game to do it for sure. So, man, it was good to, it was good to hear that from, from Heupel. I, I, still, I still think Hendon should be, I mean, if- should be the guy. Go ahead, Stokes. Yeah, I was gonna say if if uh, if say Hendon starts, what, what's his leash though? That's the thing. Like how how much room does he have? Is he is it gonna be like a Steve Spurrier type situation where one turnover and yeah, you gotta go to the bench. Come on, Milton, <laughs> do what you got. I mean, is, is that what we're doing, or or is he gonna gonna let one guy be in there do his thing? You know, build build off of some success, learn from a mistake or two during the game, and and try to fix it. Or is he going to micromanage this thing? That's that's the only thing I'm I'm wondering about with Heifel. Is he just going to let one guy roll with it the whole time, or is he going to? It's going to be a short leash type situation. Oh, we're only going to play one quarterback till that guy makes a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead and Barbecue, we'll take our first break of the day. Hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling. And electrical. Stay with us. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Good morning, Swain Event Crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market, and from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including 
rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. With smartphones being such an integral part of our daily lives, it is truly an inconvenience when it doesn't work properly. It disrupts the normalcy of our day. When you go into the cell phone store to have it repaired, they just try to upsell you on a new phone. That's why the owner of iDrop, TKL, left those places and opened iDrop. His goal is a happy customer. TKL and the team will listen to what you have going on and work to solve the problem of your broken device in a way that best suits your needs. Instead of trying to upsell you on something that you just don't need. They don't just repair phones. They can service your laptop or PC as well as your Mac. Windows 7 support is over, but iDrop can help you transition to Windows 10. They have a five-star rating on Google with hundreds of positive reviews. Let me say that again. I don't think y'all understand how big this is. They have a five-star rating on Google. Their customer service really speaks for itself. So if you ever find yourself with a device that isn't performing as it should, give iDrop a call at 865-888-9740 or check them out on Facebook at iDrop of Knoxville. If man made it, they can fix it. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Swain Event and SwainEvent.com. I'm obviously not Jason Swain. I am Ben McKee. What? Swain had to step out to take the kiddos to, to school real quick, so he'll be back here shortly. Won't be gone too long. So so Stokes and I are, are hijacking the show. 
in that right stuff. Yeah, stretch. man. <laughs> Bad decision by Swain to to leave us in charge. I don't know. It might be the best decision he's ever made. Who knows? We'll see. He <laughs> that, can go either way. <laughs> that is true. Maybe, maybe we can uh, perform like Hendon Hooker and, and and take over for Joe Milton and, and take the show and, and run with it. It's two QB system here at the Twain event. <laughs> that, that's right. I guess uh, technically today it would be three. That, that, that's right. Yeah, today would be three. Uh, the, <laughs> the question is, who is Hendon Hooker? Who is Harrison Bailey between you and I? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not touching that one. Uh, I'm not. I'm not either. If you want to get in and talk to Stokes, Stokes is on with us all of our one. Obviously, give us a call at 865-255-03 on the Iris Network's hotline. Stokes, I wanted to, to talk a little more about Tennessee's quarterback situation with you and, and mm-hmm. just your level of comfort going into the weekend with Tennessee's quarterback position. Hmm. Um, it's still a, a spot where I, I don't envy Josh Heupel and the decision he has to make. Um, obviously, we don't really know how healthy Joe Milton is right now. So I think that plays a huge factor in it. Um, is he, you know, dinged up to the point where he could really take himself out for the rest of the year if things don't go well um, from a health standpoint this Saturday or is it one of those, and eh, we sat him against Tennessee Tech because we know we need him the rest of the year and uh, the injury's not that bad. If it was if Florida, if it was Florida week last week, would, Milton would have been playing type of situation. So I know he's been practicing th- some this week. Um, I, I think Hooker has played well enough um, to, to earn a start against the Gators. I think he's the guy you could probably put together some more sustained drives with. Um, it's just the the turnover thing. I, I that scares me. And Tennessee always has those moments in Gainesville and, and against the Gators in general, where they you know they'll be rolling right along, things will be competitive, and then the catastrophic mistake happens. It's the busted coverage or the um, the untimely turnover or or something like that, and Tennessee just can't get back in it after that. Um, who's that's what scares me about Hooker. So I'm very unsettled um, with the quarterback situation. Like I'm going to trust Heupel to make the best decision for the football team um, because that's what he gets paid to do, and he sees these guys way more than any of us see these guys. We see them on Saturday. Y'all see them uh, uh, sprinkled in here and there throughout the week. That's it. He's with them a lot, um, and he's a he's a quarterback guy. So you know, I know it's a bit of a cop out answer, but I'm I'm just going to trust Heupel. Milton gives you the chance at the big play, which Tennessee. He is probably going to need against Florida because Florida's front seven is nasty. Florida's offensive line is nasty. Tennessee's going to need some big chunk plays. And honestly, that's that's probably Milton that gives you the best opportunity for that because of the arm strength. But we don't know if he, those balls will be completed. And then gives you the best opportunity to keep Florida's defense on its toes. They have to account for him as a runner. He's good in the, the intermediate passing game. He can throw it deep. He can push the field a little bit, but you know the arm strength's not what, what Milton's is, but they still want to do some of that, as you saw against Tennessee Tech. They use that as kind of an open practice, uh, essentially, for, for hookers. So um, we'll see. Uh, we, we will see. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who rolls out there uh, against Florida first. 
on the text box, Volstorm says, "If I call now, can I double dip?" Yes, you can, Volstorm. You you can double dip today. You can you can call and talk to Stokes, and then you can call back and, and talk to Swain for sure. And uh, Stokes, Volstorm adds that uh, you would be Harrison Bailey because you are a fan favorite, but you hardly ever show up. <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I wish I could be on a lot more. Trust me, it's uh, I do. Uh, I miss it greatly. In all honesty, I do miss being on the air every day, being there in Knoxville and uh, talking Vols with my friends and covering the team. That's some of the best times of my life. But life moves on and, and things change. I'm very happy with where I am now. But that doesn't mean I, doesn't, I don't miss it. But I'm glad I get to come in here and chop it up with everybody on a Friday morning. Absolutely. But I, I agree with your sentiment on Tennessee's quarterback situation. And to me, it sounds like Hendon Hooker is going to start. It's it's been very similar this week in practice to to what it was last week in practice where Joe Milton barely practiced. He he was out there on the field but didn't do a ton. And this week Kendon Hooker has, has taken nearly all of the, the first team reps like he did last week and Joe Milton has gotten out there a little bit. So Stokes to me that tells me that Hendon Hooker's going to be starting tomorrow night in the swamp. Cool. And if that happens, fantastic. Uh, let's 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 rally behind Hooker and let's roll. I mean, if that's who that's who's been taking the the bulk of the reps in practice, I'm I'm good with it. Yes, I I, I agree. And I I would start Hooker even if Milton was healthy. To be quite honest, I I don't know if you feel differently, but. I would I would roll with Hooker. I just think he he puts the no, offense I, I, in a better situation right now. No, I feel like he's earned it. Yeah, yeah. Hooker's definitely earned it. I'm uh, excited to see what he can do if he's the guy that starts. And um, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think if Milton is healthy and you know hasn't really progressed in a in an eye openly way um, with his completion percentage in practice, then I, I I'm Hooker all day. Yes, and like you said a moment ago, it's the turnovers that worry you with yes. Hooker. But going into this primetime game in the Swamp, I like that Hooker is described as a savvy veteran. When when Alex Golish was on Vol Calls last week, he, he described Hendon Hooker as a pro in everything that he does preparation-wise and that he's just a savvy vet with experience, and if you read between the lines, when he was asked about what he likes about Joe Milton, he, he went on to allude to, to Joe Milton needing to be better in preparation. So uh, that that makes me excited to see what Hendon can do on the road, just because you know the preparation is going to be there. Right, right. And, and prep is key. I mean, we, we've seen that. Prep is a huge thing. Um, if you've prepped uh, and, you're, and you know what you're doing, you don't panic nearly as much. And you can see that every time – Hendon has came into a game. He's just been very calm and he just runs the offense. That's, that's what he does. There's a miscue here and there. You know, it seems to be at the, uh, the mesh point handing the ball off or it's a bad snap, something like that. Um, but it, those things are very fixable, easily cleaned up. And even with the snap situation, I mean, you're getting Cooper Mays back. So that takes care of that. You know, that's, that's, that's one less uh, variable that you kind of have to worry about. Um, it's just with with Hinden back there, how fast can you run the offense? And I think you could probably run it a little faster because of that preparation. 
I think the the running game is as big or almost as big of a question mark as the quarterback play that Tennessee gets on Saturday night just because you need that running game to take some pressure off of Hendon Hooker or Joe Milton, whoever is at quarterback. And I liked the running game week one against Bowling Green, but because they've they've had to deal with some injuries, they've taken Mm -hmm. a step back the last two weeks. But you just mentioned it. You're going to get Cooper Mays back tomorrow and unless something changes uh pre-game when he's warming up so you'll you'll allow Jerome Carvin to slide back over to guard it looks like Jabari Small is going to be able to play but the question right. being how much will he be able to play Tennessee's going to have to be able to run the football in this game obviously to to milk some clock and keep the defense off the field uh, but to also take some pressure off of the passing game and, and not allow Florida to just key in on on trying to make, you know, Hendon Hooker or, or Joe Milton beat them with their arm. Well, Tennessee's shown that their rushing attack is not going to be very strong in the interior of the offensive line. It, it's not going to be, uh, you know, run it in the two-hole and, and shove it down Florida's throat. It's going to be a spread the defense out, try to get to the edges type of, of rushing attack. And, um, you know, having to account for a quarterback uh, like – like hooker that could run the ball is going to help with that because it, it truly is 11 on 11 at that point and not 11 on 10. Um, getting Jabari small back is huge. Uh, but it's, it's, I just need them to be decisive in the running game. Don't, don't try to, it doesn't have to be the big play every time. Just make your cut, get some yards. And if that's all you got, that's all you got on that play. And, and don't, don't, you know, fumble the ball. Don't take a negative play because you're searching for a hole. Just find your hole and go. That's that's the big thing I want to see with that. And I want to see Tyon Evans get that wiggle back. Like he had a nice little shimmy to him against uh, Bowling Green, and we didn't really see that against Tennessee Tech. We didn't see some of those moves, some of those moments that had uh, you know former Tennessee Vol running backs and uh, just Tennessee players in general talking about that kid is special you see that move there it's, it's nothing flashy but you just see he's got a little something didn't really see that against Tennessee Tech so I'm hoping that comes back out against Florida um, it, it's a big game and you know big time players are going to rise up and shine in these types of games and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens but having Hendon at quarterback is going to help if he's the guy that starts um, because it is something else Florida has to account for in the the rushing attack and he is a very capable uh, borderline dangerous runner. I mean, he's definitely not Josh Dobbs level, but he's he's not too far off either. I'm really excited about Tennessee getting Cooper Mays back. I, I think he's going to mean the world in terms of being able to push the tempo from his center position and uh, get guys lined up and make sure that the communication is on point. But as excited as I am to get him back, I, I am a little worried for him going up against this Florida defensive line not that they have any first round talents like they typically do but they have a a couple of good players who who play on the interior who are going to test that ankle rather quickly Uh, Antonio Valentino is a a transfer from Penn State he's a redshirt senior Daquan Newkirk a redshirt senior as well who transferred from Auburn Uh, and then you have Gervin Dexter who is a former five-star and then Stokes Florida has this kid Desmond Watson, six foot five, four hundred pounds. 
This kid is 400 pounds, and that's what he's listed at on, on Florida's roster when, in reality, he's more like 420, and he arrived at campus over the summer at 460 pounds. 460 pounds, so Cooper's ankle is going to be tested early and often, and I, I can't imagine 420 pounds of, of muscle and beef and taco meat going up against that ankle is going to feel too good. Uh, it's not, but we'll see how many snaps that kid plays as fast as Tennessee's offense likes to Correct. go. That's that's the pro. That's the, it's it's nice to have those big old boys along the defensive front like that, but when you're going against an offense that is already faster than Josh Heupel's fastest offense uh, last year, which was the fastest in college football, they've they've already eclipsed that mark, and he wants to go even faster. Um, there's going to be a lot of hands on the hips, breathing in real heavy, for sure. And Desmond Watson last week. This kid didn't play a, a ton unless it was towards the, the goal line uh, in the red zone in short yardage situations, as you would expect for somebody that big. And, and he was effective in those situations, being I'm able sure to, he to, to push the line. I, I don't think I've ever heard of a kid that big. I, I forget what damn McCullers weighed when he was here. I, wasn't he but, like 360, 380, somewhere in there? I don't know. He was an imposing human being, though, and – he he about he about ruined Connor Shaw. <laughs> yes, and and I'll, I'll never forget that one practice highlight that came out of Dan McCullers and Neil and Steady. Remember that play? Uh, was it him running down? Uh, Who did he, he run down? He he bull, bullied some all, one of Tennessee's. Oh oh, oh yeah 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 like a ring of life type drill. Yes, that's right. I, yep. I it still amazes me that Dan McCullers played six years on the Steelers defense, and and was with the Bears last season. You can't teach size. That, that's true. That's something you cannot teach. <laughs> but it, it was funny. The the Steelers coaching staff and people who cover the Steelers were saying the same thing about Dan McCullers in Pittsburgh as as folks around Tennessee were saying when Dan McCullers was in Knoxville that, well, when he decides to get up and go, he sure does move some people, but we, we've got to get him to get up and go. Yep. Yep, that was that was the big thing is just getting that maximum effort every single play out of him. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tennessee's offensive line is going to have their work cut out for them. There's no doubt about it. They always do when they play Florida, um, and it's not going to get any easier as the schedule goes on, really, because Georgia's front is disgusting as well, and so was Alabama's. Um, but we're talking about Florida this week, and they're just going to have to, you know, this is what you train all year for. This is the type of game that that you have on the schedule that you've got circled i mean this is your sec opener it it, it is what it is disadvantages are what they are advantages are what they are you just got to go out there and play sound football for 60 minutes and, and let the dust settle where it may we've got a, a question for you here on the text box before we get to a, a phone call we've got somebody on hold kentucky vol needs your advice stokes on how best to tolerate living in Paducah, Kentucky, as a huge Tennessee fan. You, you are a professional at being a Tennessee fan and, and living outside of the state, whether it be growing up in Georgia or now currently living in South Carolina. Uh, best thing that uh, you can do is um, be very proud to be a Tennessee Vol and in some situations get real annoying with it so people will leave you alone about it. Um, but you got to be, be thick-skinned because, you know, if, if you're going to be loud about it, like Tennessee fans tend to be, then you've got to be able to take what comes when Tennessee's not doing so well. 
Um, but uh, just just don't back down. Just be a Tennessee fan. Um, don't be unreasonable. Be able to have a good conversation with people. I think you'll be all right. Just uh, but yeah, fly those colors proudly wherever you go. That that is right. Living in uh, Georgia and Alabama for me for I guess it was eight. Uh, six to seven straight years because I, I was a freshman and sophomore down in Savannah, Georgia for high school. And then we moved to Huntsville in between sophomore and junior year and was in Huntsville for four and a half years before I moved to Knoxville. I think I was there for four and a half years. Not fun living in <laughs> Georgia and then living in Alabama in, in the midst of uh, Nick Saban doing what he is doing. Not fun at all. But let's, uh, let's get to D.R. Vall on the Iris Network's hotline. D.R. Vall, good morning, my friend. Hey, good morning, guys. So I'll give that guy a tip from Kentucky. My parents live in Kentucky. Usually what I do when I go to visit them, I just smile a lot because I like to show off what I, something I have that they don't have teeth. <laughs> so that, that's the number one tip for you. Eat a lot of corn on the cob because they have to have cream corn. Uh, ben, you had said something about hooker. I, I believe you're the one that said it, and I don't want to misquote you, but you said you – Felt good about him starting, but, I mean, I'm going to have to go with what Stokes said. I, I don't believe in Milton at all, but he's just got more potential for big plays, and God knows. I mean, the last time we beat Florida, we beat him because of big plays, so I, that really worries me. Honestly, it worries me about the over. Yeah, my, my thinking is just that I, my personality is more of a conservative personality and a cautious one. I'm, I'm not quick to, to jump into things that I'm not quite sure about. And I'm not much of a risk taker. And I think that's what Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton are. Hendon Hooker is, you, you kind of yeah. know what you're going to get. He, he's going to be fairly consistent. He's going to be able to make some plays with his legs behind an offensive line that is deficient right now. And Joe Milton, I just, I just, I just kind of think that he is what he is. Now, I don't believe in throwing him away and being – done with him, saying good riddance, but uh, I, I just don't have a, a ton of faith in, in Joe Milton. It kind of feels like fitting a, a square peg into a round hole at this point. Or or overthrowing the round hole. <laughs> that too. Yeah, he's he's just so frustrating to watch. Uh, Stokes, what are you going to be drinking this weekend, man? Uh, I am going to be looking for some uh, Oscar Blues Good Night. Um, it's a Imperial Red Ale that I have heard really great things about that I've yet to try. So uh, a friend of mine at work told me about it, and I have put it on my list, and that's what I'm going to be in search of to be drinking on this weekend. I got you. I'm going to send you two recommendations on a pumpkin ale that I found pretty good. Now, for the Florida game, I'll probably just stick to Everclear. Um, guys, <laughs> I'll hop off here so I can listen to y'all's rap battle. Y'all have a good day. Oh my goodness! Uh, did you see all the uh, Knoxville sports radio drama yesterday, Stokes? It was, um, yeah. I, I saw Twitter blowing up. I, I knew Triple O had been stewing on this for a day or two, and and you know he was he was getting himself ready, and and he came in hot, and he came in a little strong at the end. I, I you can't really be talking about somebody's mama like that. Um, and then you know Dave Tona came in cussing can't be cussing on the air but uh look th this is sports radio it's not supposed to be all that serious sports are supposed to be fun a little ribbon back and forth make fun of each other here and there like we're all the swain event family we all kind of give each other a hard time and and stuff but you just got to keep it you know there's a line you don't cross and the line was, was crossed yesterday so 
Um, let's just for the future, everybody needs to remember, like it's all in good fun. It's all good natured. Um, don't, don't take yourself too seriously and everything will be all right. So hopefully moving forward, things can be, you know, continue to be fun, but let's, let's tone it down just a just a wee bit. And then I saw on a, another show that there was another guy that, that thinks he's the next great MC and, and. I, I just don't understand. Do you have any bars that you would like to uh, share with us no. before we get to Volstorm? No, not a single one. I don't pretend like I can. I can. I can repeat flows that other people have already spat out. I can do that. I can memorize words, but that's about it. I do not come <laughs> up with my own. If we were to get into your your vehicle, what what music is likely to be playing, Stokes? Ooh, that's a great question because I like so many different kinds. Like if I go to like my saved songs on, on my, my Spotify and just hit random, you're going to hear everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally going to go from some Kendrick to some, some Sturgill Simpson uh, over to some uh, probably some Suicide Silence to i mean who knows like I, I just i like a plethora but um it just depends on my mood man what kind of mood am i in am i am, do i need some angry some some really angry loud type of music or i just want to chill what is it usually my go-tos are out i mean honestly Out outcast is probably my my favorite duo okay um my favorite group i, I love outcast i think the world needs some new outcast right now um so that's that's what i bump a lot when i can't figure out what i want to listen to i fall back on outcast I, I I dig it. Are you much of a, a podcast guy? Oh, podcasts all the time. Got the Swain of It podcast all the time. Um, there's a pro wrestling podcast I listen to. There's a uh, a cool um, podcast I listen to called Past Gas. It's um it, it's it's a historical podcast with a, a vehicle twist. Um, you know, part of my take, all that stuff. I I like some true crime stuff. I I've started listening to more podcasts than music. Oftentimes, especially on longer commutes. But right now, my commute to work is only like twelve minutes, so it's hard to get into much of anything in twelve minutes. For sure, for sure. No, I, I'm the same way. I I like I'm a big podcast guy, and then there's there's no telling what music's going to play. It just kind of depends on on my mood. For sure. Uh, let's get to a uh, double dipping Volstorm on the Irish Network's hotline. Volstorm, good morning. Dear Lord, please don't start spitting lyrics. Yesterday was bad enough. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> ain't, ain't no B Brads here. Oh, please no. Oh, on please, on no. Seven Mile Stokes? Se- what? Well, seven Mile. Seven Mile? Really? <laughs> I, I was tripping. <laughs> Try I, to I was embarrassed. Like, no. <laughs> That, my good that, that was the the worst part about it is like eight mile is genuinely one of my favorite movies. I had just watched it, and I still botched the name mm, mm, I heard that I was just shaking my I head, saw man. I saw your tweets <sighs> we, we We were as sad about hearing that as we were having to listen to uh the rap battle yesterday <laughs> Jesus again now, no comment. S- since Wayne's not on, I don't have to go into kayfabe here, but um. Guys, let me ask you a question. When it comes to, we all know that Milton is kind of the favored son right now, you know, especially from Heifel's comments. One thing I'm worried about, though, is with his tendency to overthrow, I can see those turn into picks against Florida's DBs. Yeah, it could. I mean, it, that's that's the thing about it is if you've got 
depends on where the overthrow happens. And sometimes if it's a deep overthrow that turns into a pick, that that's it's kind of an arm punt and things could be a lot worse. Right. Um, but it, it's you don't want turnovers at all. But really his overthrows, they've been on one on one where the DB or the, the receiver has, has beaten the DB. Um, there hasn't been anybody else around that could catch that ball, which is why it hasn't been completed. Because it's 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 almost a route versus air at that point, and he's just overthrowing the receiver. It, it's the underthrow, like the the throw into the end zone against Bowling Green, like that. That's the kind that it, it was completed for a touchdown, but that's a pick and potentially going the other way um, against Florida or, or another capable team. That those are the types of throws that that worry me um, from him, or when it's when it's tight coverage and he's just picked his spot pre snap. And believes in his arm a little too much. Well, but that's that's what you. That's the thing with him is his arm is so good. Like there's not a throw on the field that he can't make. It's that we need the receivers to help him out um, because that's something they haven't done. It's not all on Milton, um, and we need him just to put a little more touch on the ball. And there's going to be an opportunity for big plays this weekend. Florida secondary is not the Florida secondary that we are used to. Uh, Kyer Elam is their best corner, and he is legit, but uh, he, he's super questionable. He, he is very questionable for tomorrow's game, and that would be a huge loss for Florida if he can't go because opposite of Kyer Elam has been Avery Helm, a redshirt freshman, or Jason Marshall, a true freshman who, very talented, former five-star, highest-ranked corner Florida has ever signed, but he's been very inconsistent so far as a as a true freshman. So opposite of Kyrie Elam, Florida Florida has struggled at corner. And then all of a sudden Elam may not play. So uh, both Marshall and Helm, the, the redshirt freshman and true freshman, could be playing. And that tells me that Tennessee's going to have an opportunity to connect on some deep balls. Uh, the the receivers should be able to to get open this game. And then even at safety, Trey Dean the third, he's finally found a home at at strong safety, and he's pretty solid, but he's been inconsistent throughout his career. Uh, Rashad Torrance at free safety, he, he's been so-so to start the year. He's a he's a sophomore. Trevez Johnson in the slot at star, uh, a sophomore, and tran- Missouri transfer Jadarius Perkins. So those two have been pretty good at star, uh, and Perkins could also play uh, corner if he needed to. But there, there's an opportunity to make plays against this Florida secondary. Can can Hooker make those throws? We'll see. Can can, Mil- can Milton adjust and connect on some of those deep balls? Because if Milton were to play and connect on on some of these deep balls that we saw him not complete against Bowling Green and Pittsburgh, it, it's a completely different game. It, it, it all of a sudden truly becomes a fourth quarter game if uh, if Tennessee's receivers can continue to get behind the secondary and then connect on the deep ball. It's a fourth quarter game all of a sudden. Yeah, of course, with our luck, some second or third stringer will end up turning him into a first-round pick with the way this series goes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Hey, guys, before I go, I'm glad uh, Swain could show up to be on his own show. See you, boys! (laughs) Swain had daddy duties. Family family first. Family first. You got to get the kids to school, so we'll we'll give him a pass on this one. The, The... that's right. Got to, got to, got to take care of daddy duties. And Volstorm, before you double dip again, before you call back in later to talk to Swain, drink some coffee. Wake up. It's, it's Friday. Tennessee plays in the swamp tomorrow night in prime time.
Wake up, Vol Storm. Uh, let's get to Turkey Man on the Irish Network's hotline. Turkey Man, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I hadn't had my cup of coffee yet either, so I'm a little draggy this morning. Yeah, I, I am. I'm a little, little draggy. Hey, Stokes. Uh, What's going on, Steve? You remember, hey, buddy, I miss you. you miss remember, you too, buddy. Remember back in 2016, old, old Ben and all of us got together, and we beat the Gators over here. Mm-hmm. But Ben's gone, and we spent a lot of time together. I mean, through the different things. I was thinking about all the stuff that uh, in that 2016 year that uh, we did. We had that uh, benefit, be a yep. part of that. And uh, I joined Twitter. You remember that? Oh, yes. You learned what the, the yeah. term goat meant. Oh, you remember that? Oh, yes. I was serious about that. You know that was. Oh, I know you were serious. Yeah, I was. Because oh, yeah. I, 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 that people now, you know, kind of catching on, but when they do these initial things a lot, I still wish you was here, you know, to, to tell me what fleek is and nuances and <laughs> stuff like that. That's right. You remember right. all those, don't you? Oh, yeah. I remember all that. I remember I remember TC, you know, uh, taking the, the black stripe off of your Twitter helmet. <laughs> That's right. You remember why he, how he took it off, or what 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 caused it? I, I don't remember the details of it. I do remember it happening though. There was some. There was some. There was somebody that that was was uh, throwing shade toward toward the, you know the balls, and and I laid you know, PC. <laughs> I, I, I guess my first encounter, and uh, uh, DC out said I won the bull in the ring, and he pulled he pulled my stripe. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it, Turkey Man. What y'all got going on over here, man? Oh, look who's back. You know what? I was listening on the way, on the way, uh, t- dropping the girls off at of school this morning. I was just proud of y'all, man. <laughs> y'all was doing just a great job, man. I'm so proud of y'all, especially Ben. How about how about Ben Stokes? Good our job, little, Ben. Our little Ben has grown up before <laughs> our eyes, man. He has. He he has come a long way since 2016. Uh, proud of the the young pup growing up a little bit. Man, my I dropped. That was the first time I dropped my kids off at school. Probably, probably since I've been doing doing this program, man. Uh, I mean, years, years, and years. And so, uh, I was I was I was enjoying the moment, uh, but my kids were like, "Daddy, we love you." I was like, "Hush." <laughs> I'm more proud of my other, my little son, Ben. <laughs> I think you should drop the kids off more often. Hush. My little son, Ben, is doing a good job on the swing. <laughs> I'm just joking, man. Good good job, y'all. Good job, man. I appreciate y'all stepping in, man. Had to take the kiddos to school. Uh, I'm solo, dolo this weekend with the kids. So it's uh, three versus one. The, the, okay. The girls, the um, daughters versus daddy. So mom's out of town, which means... Party at the Swain House. What's up? What's Yo, up? There he is. There he is. There. One o'clock. Stokes, bring the kegger. Let's get it. <laughs> Y'all gonna duck chug? No, man. No, no. We leave that up to the fraternities up there. UT <laughs> over there by the baseball stadium. Is that Pike? We let we let them do all that. That that should be Tony Vitello's argument as to why they should tear down Lindsey Nelson. And tear down frat row and, and push them out in the process so you can build some B 
big, brand new spanking stadium. That that should be his number one argument is is that there are butt chuggers he, over there. He should do an Al Davis type of uh, press conference where he pulls out the the, the projector, the old school slide, like from elementary school Stokes, and he's like, Exhibit A. Look at this press conference. It was at the torch where we had a lawyer explain and have to explain butt chugging. This is all the reason in the world to get rid of these frat houses so I could build a monstrous baseball stadium. (laughs) Thank you for your time. Volunteer Jack says, don't forget the dog, four versus one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dog's on my side now. Dog's on my side. I took the dog with me because I didn't want him to disrupt the show. Dude, was barking. Just everybody, everything, nothing, just, man, anyways. There was some dog in my neighborhood last night that barked all night long. All night long, this dog was barking. All night long. (laughs) It felt like I woke up at every hour and this dude was still barking. Hilarious. My my neighbors, you know, last time they saw Ace, they're like, oh, look at, look at, look at little Ace. He's so cute. Last week they saw him. It's like, damn, <laughs> damn, um, yo, he, yo, he got big. He was because he was barking at my neighbor, so he's not sweet anymore. He's over there barking at everybody. So it was cool, man. Really, really, really cool. Again, thank you guys um, for for holding the fort down. I see all the callers called in. Volstorm, when I'm gone, what's up with that Volstorm? Well, not forget Volstorm. Dr. Vol, you need to be calling out Dr. Vol because Volstorm. Asked on the text box if I call in, can I double dip? So obviously, yeah, he wants to call in again. Exactly. So he's going to call in later once he gets some coffee in his system. But Drval, he's the one that been quiet lately, and then all of a sudden you leave, and and here he comes calling. Hey man, you are more than welcome to double dip, Volstorm. What's this about a four hundred pound sumo wrestler to play for Florida? <laughs> yeah, big old boy, Yokozuma. Remember Yokozuma? <laughs> Yokozuma? Oh, yeah. Remember, remember him? Oh, yeah. D- oh, was yeah. that WCW? Uh, d- uh, WWF. WWF? Back in the day. Yep. Yeah, man. Playing against E-Honda this week. <laughs> See, y'all y'all came up on whoever it was y'all just said. I, I came up on uh, Umaga. I don't know nothing about no Umaga. Oh, uh, y- Yokozuna was a lot bigger than Umaga. Was he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I, I came up on Umaga. His his little short stint in the WWE when I was in uh, in middle school. No, you need to go ahead on and, and Google Yokozuna. How do yeah. you even spell that? Uh, yeah. Use voice to text on that one. <laughs> yeah, don't even don't Yokozuna? even try. Yokozuna. Yeah, just use voice uh, to text. Well, I actually spelled it correctly during, during the break. During the break. All right, so Triple O. I know you guys talking a little bit about all that went on on, on the show yesterday. Um, little Twitter stuff that went down too, but like. Triple O has been banned. He is suspended from calling into the Swain event under the conditions that the Lions must win a regular season game for him to call back. So the Lions are right now 0-2. They play the Ravens this weekend. L. Next weekend, they play the Bears. L. I hope so, man. I would hate for him to be reinstated. After beating my bear. You know that's what's going to happen. You wouldn't be able to tell him oh, yeah. nothing. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. Justin Fields is starting. 
against the Browns this week, so he might take some bumps and bruises, and then he'll have his bounce back game hopefully against the Lions. That's what I'm that's what I'm praying for. But uh, the Lions play the Ravens on Sunday, and then the Bears next week, and then the Vikings the week after that. L. Bengals, L. Rams, L. Eagles, L. Steelers, L. Browns, L. And then the Bears again, L. Man, I, I hope the Lions win one in in between there. Just not October the third. Is it, but, the thing is, like we we love Triple OG, like he's been around for a long time. But con, you know, actions have consequences. Oh yeah, man, Just, we, we gotta hold him accountable because we care That's about right. him. Yeah, he went, right. he stepped he stepped out of bounds. I'm so. Facebook right. friends with Triple O, and I don't I don't get on Facebook. I, I get on Facebook to get rid of my notifications. And I was getting on my note. I was clearing out my notifications this morning, so uh, it wouldn't show up on my home screen on, on my phone. I don't like having notifications on my home screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm with OCD. You, man. And uh, he posted on Facebook, "I've been banned from my favorite radio show." Sorry, it hurt me more. It's gonna hurt you, Triple O. Go outside and get that switch. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It hurt me more than it hurt you. So. Um, you know, like like Seth said, actions do have consequences. I heard you guys talking about about quarterbacks um, in this in this football game. I'm with the Arval. I mean, not happy about the the accuracy in the first game or second game for Joe Milton, but man, that that deep play potential that's something that that can be corrected uh, from Josh Heupel, and you hope it, it could be handled and fixed and corrected this game if he gets an opportunity. But, um, you know, Henry Hooker has has done a good job to earn, I think, the start. I wouldn't sit here and call him consistent, but I will say he – the offense moves. And you can also hit big plays with his legs. Um, You can with his arm, too. Those throws don't have to be 50 yards. You can have a big play at 30. Uh, when I when I dropped this Jonathan Wade and Robert Meacham, um, I wouldn't even call it an interview. I guess it was like a video podcast because we were just kind of chopping it up. But the guy was a chat chat session. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, after I edited some of the stuff that's that's in there, uh, but I asked these guys, and they both played in the NFL. You know, Jonathan Wade is talking about going up against Joey Galloway and and. You know, freaking Calvin Johnson. Meacham is talking about going up against Asante Samuel. And, I mean, both guys are going up against D, I mean, uh, um, Pro Bowl caliber players. And I sp- uh, sp- sp- specifically asked him about go routes. Meacham played with Drew Brees. <laughs> he played with Drew Brees. So I asked those guys about go routes, how to defend it, what are you thinking on both sides. So, it's a it's a really good conversation, and um, I'll post that as soon as I can. But you don't have to have 40-yard throws to have explosive plays in this football game. You, you don't. Uh, it's nice, but you don't have to have it. So, Hendon can, can, can have explosive plays as, as well. Um, it's already 7.57. Mm-hmm. I missed all the fun. Time flies when you're having fun. Man. Sounds like Stokes needs to take off of uh, work this morning and, and stay with us another hour. Man, I would if I could, brother. I definitely would. <laughs> Before you get out of here, what are your keys uh, to, to Tennessee winning, pulling off the upset tomorrow, and, and how how do you feel about the game going into it? I'm not putting any expectations on the game just because I, I've 
I've seen really good Tennessee football teams pee down their leg against Florida um, plenty of times. I said it earlier. There's always that catastrophic mistake that tends to happen, whether it be an untimely, unsportsmanlike penalty, uh, a weird turnover, um, a, a, a poor tackling at the end of the game when you've held them in check all game. Like it's something weird always happens in this game that goes against Tennessee. So I, I've learned that until Tennessee starts winning a couple of these against Florida and some of that stuff starts going Tennessee's way, I, tr- I get hyped up for the game, but I try not to put any big expectations on it. So as far as how I feel about the game, like I'm going to be excited watching it. I'm going to be in it and cheering and, and, and giving my all as a fan. But I, you know, if they lose, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be butthurt about it because I don't really expect them to win. Uh, but as far as what they need to do to win the game, some keys to the game, I mean, it's, it's, you, you've got to treat it like any other, any other game. You've got to win the turnover battle. Yep. You've got to have maximum effort for 60 minutes and you've got to hit on some of those one-on-one big play opportunities that, that Tennessee has missed on so far this year. Like that's, that's the big thing. Be disciplined. A lot of focus for 60 minutes, a lot of high energy, limit the, the, the turnovers, limit the stupid penalties, the after-the-whistle penalties, the false start penalties that take you out of field goal range or, 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 or kill a drive. Those are, those are drive killers, like especially when they come right after a big play, which has happened to Tennessee a couple of times. They get a big chunk of yardage. Next play, false start, back them up. So limit that stuff. And, and, and that is if even if they lose and they play hard and are giving it their all until that final whistle blows, I, I'll be proud of the effort, sad about the score. Um, but I'm, I'm not I'm not expecting much other than just just giving their all for Tennessee tomorrow. Stokes, man, dropping the truth on here, man. Good job. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Stokes. I know you say that you're not going to be butthurt depending on the, the outcome, but I know your butt's going to be hurting after all this butt-chugging you and Swain are going to do today. Uh, what the heck I, are you talking about? I'll, I'll, That's I'll, nasty. I'll Stop slap, being nasty. I'll slap you. <laughs> um, I'll be – don't. I would be upset if we lose. I would be I would be PO'd if we, if we give up. Anything, anything else, you, yeah. know, I can, you know, I can survive. I can survive. I understand the matchup, the advantages. Um can we only do th- three keys? If they were like keys to the game, could you guys only give three? Or do you need more? Do you need like five keys for Tennessee to win? If the answer is more than three, I think that tells Mine's you. four. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that tells you a, a lot about what we need to do and kind of the the, the advantage when it comes to um, the talent and the depth. So, uh, Stokes, my friend, thank you so much for joining us on this uh Nice Friday, man. It's beautiful outside. Fall is here. Uh, nice here, too. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for joining us, Stokes. I'll talk to you here later. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Y'all be safe this weekend. Enjoy your weekend with your girls, man. I know you're going to have a great time. Party. Party. Let's go. Let's go. Stokes, bring the bring the kegger. Let's do it. Hey, man, you get on the smoker. I'll bring the beer. We'll have a good time. Let's, let's roll, man. All right, Stokes. Have a good one. Uh, you too, brother. Hour number one is brought to you by... Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. We'll take our top of the hour break. One hour down, two hours to go. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. Be right back.